This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. Welcome to Small Biz Florida, the podcast dedicated to celebrating and supporting the vibrant small business community in the Sunshine State. Today, we have a special edition coming to you from the 2023 Florida Makes Make More Manufacturing Summit. It's all taking place right here at the beautiful Dr. Phillips Center for Performing Arts in downtown Orlando. Uh, This summit is where uh, manufacturers from the ecosystem are gathering uh, to discuss the future of manufacturing in the state of Florida, primarily uh, injecting uh, digital transformation into their businesses. But we've always got the... um, the key elements and the key issues in manufacturing still being discussed. Uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcast, so you'll never miss an episode of Small Biz Florida. And just and uh, we've got with us now uh, one of those individuals, uh, a return guest from last year's Florida Makes uh, Summit, uh, to talk about probably the most key issue. Uh, all manufacturers are facing its workforce. We've got our good friend, Alex Vasquez, Vice President of Resource MFG. Alex, uh, welcome back to Florida Makes Make More Summit. Welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you, Tom. It's great to be here again. Good to see you. Absolutely. Uh, Thoroughly enjoyed our conversation uh, last year. Uh, An eye-opener. You you truly are in the middle of what is probably the key issue for all manufacturers, and that is workforce. That is correct, Uh, and it, it goes without failing anywhere I travel to across the country in 34 states in which we operate, it is the key element. I'm sure, yes. Um, So let's start as we always do, uh, Alex, just a little bit of your background, pathway to your current role as Vice President of Resource MFG. Absolutely. Well, I've been with the organization going on my 23rd year. Uh, I cut my teeth in manufacturing back in the 90s. Uh, You know, being here local for Florida on the Gulf Coast, we have a lot of Aerospace, defense, electronics, uh, durable medical equipment. So uh, I started my career uh, as a floor employee, machine operator, material handler, assembler. uh, And uh, the opportunity came about to recruit for those environments, uh, you know, two years into being in manufacturing. And I just fell in love with it. Uh, In my opinion, there's some nobility in what we do to put a paycheck on the table for people to provide for their families. And so, you know, as I grew in in, uh, Resource MFG, um, I've been able to um, visit multiple sites, uh, thousands of manufacturers in my career across the country, both discrete and process type manufacturers. So, uh, you know, it's my job is kind of like uh, that show how things are made. You know, right. every day I'm seeing something new and how, you know, raw materials are transformed and converted into a final product. It's just fascinating, you know. Right. But, uh, you know, currently we deploy roughly 35,000 hourly employees through Resource MFG to work in manufacturing sites across the country. Uh, we currently have roughly 250 locations in 34 states, as I mentioned. And, um, you know, no day is the same. What is the same are the issues that we face, uh, right. you know, uh, currently. But uh, I think manufacturing is positioned to have, a, you know, just a, a breakout decade. You know, we have so many great things happening in manufacturing and, you know, workforce uh, is something we need to get a hold on and we, we got to figure things out, you know. 
not only the organic growth that we have in manufacturing, but foreign direct investments that are happening in the country. And um, obviously, uh, you were in the opening session uh, yesterday with uh, Kevin Carr mm -hmm. uh, talking about where Florida ranks. And mm -hmm. Florida's obviously is a key player in mm -hmm. the nation's manufacturing sector and going to even be a bigger player in the coming years. It certainly is. It, uh, the, it's very optimistic, the outlook yeah. for, for Florida. Uh, quite frankly, the Southeast. Right. You know, when you think of Georgia, Alabama, South right. Carolina, uh, you know, Florida's right there with them. You right. know, we, we have the ability to attract, you know, high-profile manufacturers right. to, our, to our state. Yeah, we, well, I interviewed just this morning, I interviewed a gentleman who uh, is responsible for a plant, a GE's plant in Pensacola, mm -hmm. making turbines for wind, uh, yeah. you know, wind yeah. turbines. Yeah, renewable energy, yeah. you know, that's another key sector. And yeah. I, I think right up the road from here, we got Siemens, you know, yeah. right outside of UCF. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so let's get into Resource MFG, uh, mission, purpose of the company. Yeah, well, you know, the, the mission is simple and it's to find good people good jobs. You know, that's what we want to do. We want to show a career path, a path forward. Uh, we want to change that stereotype and that mindset that kind of feeds that skills gap we face today, which is, you know, we hold these old stereotypes of it being dark and dingy and dirty, don't do it kind of thing. And uh, so I think our first uh, mission is to really uh, open up the doors of manufacturers so we can showcase the advancements in modern manufacturing to the next generation of workers. Right. Uh, but our, like I said, our mission is simple. It's, it's to, uh, assist manufacturers in attracting and retaining the right talent so they can grow their business. Yeah. Uh, you know, nice. And, and like you say, that pretty simple and straightforward. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you mentioned something too, and I just want to touch on this for a minute that we've had this conversation before, but, Manufacturing is different today, is it not? You you kind of came mm -hmm. up through the ranks yes. in manufacturing. Talk about the change you've seen. Where are we today in comparison to where we were 25 years ago? Yeah, well, I, I think uh, if you think about the advancements in technology alone, that's huge. You know, when you think of a, a world class, state of the art, sophisticated environment where you can actually see your reflection on the floor kind of right. thing. That's not how we remember manufacturing 30, right. 40 years ago. Right. Uh, you know, the, the the safety aspect has changed a ton. You know, I think we're, we're experiencing the lowest uh, injury frequency rates wow. we've ever had. So I think, you know, manufacturing uh, as it relates to process, uh, you know, the accessibility of raw materials now that we're, we're, we're seeing an uptick in that, uh, you know, it's just transformed the, the, the industry altogether. Right. Well, and that, that's why I really appreciated the theme of this year's Florida makes make more manufacturing summit, mm -hmm. digital transformation. It really yeah. is about technology today, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're sitting in what they're calling, you know, the four, 4d, right. The fourth industrial revolution and everything is these cyber physical systems that are connected together and feeding data constantly. Right. Uh, so it, it, you know, it all starts with cybersecurity and, you know, big data and automation, robotics, and everything is completely, you know, intertwined. Everything is, is meshed like a web. Um, Speaking of data, um, you guys do something pretty innovative at uh, Resource MFG. Uh, you do an annual survey. Correct. Of, of those frontline individuals. I mean, that, that's pretty innovative to get those kinds of thoughts and feedback. Let's talk about the survey this year. Uh, lots more numbers, right? Talk yes. about just uh, re re response rate in general. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last time you and I sat here together uh, for 2022, uh, we collected 15,000 
900 surveys, uh, you know, of hourly floor workers within the supply chain. You know, so these are production associates, warehouse workers, uh, really the backbone of the manufacturing sector, right? And um, you know, this is our 17th year conducting the survey, and um, I'm super proud that this year we were scratching 30,000. So we essentially wow. doubled uh, the the amount of surveys collected from, from 2022 in just one year. Uh, of course, you know, we were still kind of coming out of the pandemic last right. year, so we suspected to have lower numbers. Uh, but I think, you know, come 2024, we'll probably tack another five to 10,000. Wow. So hit us with the, the top key issues that you learned from the, the results this year. Yep, for sure. And, you know, just, just to kind of set the table for this, uh, you know, this is non-emotional, non-anecdotal, you know, uh, data. This is hard facts. This is what's on the minds of the production workers every single day. And what manufacturer doesn't want to get into the mind of their workers to really learn what makes them tick? You know, how do I retain them? You know, what gets them excited and motivated? Uh, what motivates them to look at another opportunity, right? right. So, you know, the, there's a ton of questions that we ask on the survey, uh, but we kind of boil it down to some key findings and learnings from 2023. And, and, and they sit in four buckets. Number one, we know that pay is what attracts them. That gets them a ticket to the dance, but that doesn't mean they want to stay on the dance floor, right? So pay is, uh, it has to be competitive. We don't, we're not suggesting that the company has to be in the 75 percentile or high percentile. You just can't be in the 25 percentile or lower right. to attract the right people. So compensation continues to be the main motivator for, for entertaining an opportunity. The second is job security. You know, and job security ranked a little lower uh, last year in 2022. Uh, and this year it surpassed shift and schedule, which was the second most important reason for somebody to stick with a job. So job security is important. Now, you know, some could, could say that that has to do with, you know, uh, talks about a recession looming or economic downturns, things like that. And manufacturing workers tend to be a little more cautious when they're switching jobs. They, they do a little more diligence in front end work, you know. Um, the third, uh, which I find to be low hanging fruit, in my, in my opinion, for manufacturers to do something about it, is advancement opportunities, learning new skills, upskilling the workforce they have. You know, I found it fascinating to see that almost 80% of the surveyed uh, group in this, in, in, in this uh, year's survey would stay in manufacturing, would stay with the company they work for if they were provided a path forward. Right. So the raw material is right there. Right. You know, you just need to shape it, mold it and show them a path. You know, for example, if you're introducing, you know, robotics or automation, rather than put the fear of my job will be rendered obsolete, right. How can I teach you how to troubleshoot and, and read a schematic or program, you know, or maintain the, right. the, the equipment? And then the last is, uh, which I, I find it to be a little embarrassing for some manufacturers, is that employees are telling us they're treated unfairly. They're not respected. They're not valued and appreciated, you know? So kind of like that low-hanging fruit I talked about, I think this fruit, you can catch it as it's coming down. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and to me... I've always appreciated when you, when a business owner, operator, supervisor, manager has access to this kind of data. Because, mm -hmm. you know, as you said early on, don't be great to be in the head of your team. Mm -hmm. And here's results that basically tell you the thought process of those that are on the team. That's right. And these are all, these are all easy to address. You know, yeah, there's some business behind all of this. Mm -hmm. You have to you know, you have to understand how do I engage education? How do I engage uh, advancement? Uh, do I need to create a policy that 
that has some benchmarks so people can advance. They know how to advance. There's work behind this, but this is this is the way to build better teams, is it not? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It all starts with the data. It all starts with listening. You got to hear what they're saying, you know, and then you have to do something about it, right? Um, you mentioned earlier the word ecosystem, you know, and I think that is a great opportunity, you know, for for our environment today to work collectively with educators, with, you know, you know, companies that provide advancement, you know, tools, you know, technology, as you said earlier, you know, digital or or practical type right. applications. Right. Well, the, the room here at the Make More Manufacturing Summit, there must be six, half a dozen education certification providers. That's right. Right here in this room. Yeah. It is not hard yeah. to find a partner to help you mm -hmm. inside your business. Mm -hmm bring training to your team. That's is right. That, is that fair? Oh, you nailed it. You nailed it. You know, but you have to be intentional about it. Right. You know, and I believe one of the gentlemen on the panel yesterday, uh, you know, posed a question. Do you know who your educator partners are? You know? <laughs> yeah. Great question. You know, raise your right. hand if you don't know. Uh, and, right. and so that's, that's important. You have to be intentional about working and meeting those people. Right. And, and again, just as we're bringing technology into the workplace, technology is all about education now. Mm -hmm. All of this can be provided to your team online. That's right. That's right. And, you know, some people are willing. As a matter of fact, I would argue that the majority of people are willing to invest their own time into learning a skill. They don't necessarily have to be compensated for the time they're spending to learn that skill. Well, especially if it's tied to what you said, advancement. That's right. And that's, a, that's simply creating a pathway for your team members. Yes. Complete these modules. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the step to getting mm -hmm. uh, additional pay. Complete these modules. That's the step that's to it. get advancement. That's it. it. Right. And I don't know if you remember. I'm sure you do. Uh, last year, uh, Jerry Hefner mm -hmm. spoke at this event. Yes. And I will never forget Jerry was on our show. We talked about HR issues. And I'll never forget what Jerry said. Um he commented that the way we have recruited, hire, and engage employees in the past is not going to work in the future. Is that fair? Oh, that's more than fair. That's he nailed it. And by the way, I enjoyed his his chat last year. Yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. You know, we we tend to paint everything the same color. And if you think of demographics and what makes them tick, you know, today millennials make up the largest population, right? right. And what makes them tick is not what makes a baby boomer or a Gen X or Gen Z or tick. So um, the one thing I will say about recruiting or your talent acquisition strategy, you know, uh, onboarding is where we have some work to do. Consistently onboarding people the same way and setting that expectation. You know, when we talk about advancement opportunities, visualize a roadmap to success. You know, literally you're sitting behind the wheel and you're driving down the road and you know these checkpoints that you have to meet, mm -hmm. but they're consistently conveyed. They're visual so people can remember what their path forward looks like. How does a business, does, does everyone have access? Do they have to pay for this study? How does how do people get access to your survey? Uh, the, no, this is a no cost survey to any of the organizations that we support. Now, uh, since we do have uh, a great number of, of hourly workers, we survey our workers that are on assignment at manufacturing companies. We also do site specific surveys for large organizations that want to do a, you know, kind of an exclusive, you know, um, anonymous survey for for them. So it's a it's a combination of our customers, employees, our own employees, applicants that are applying on their way in. Uh, so 
so yeah, it's 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 different. Uh, it's a different source uh, from when we get these surveys, but it's no cost whatsoever. Okay, who is the textbook client for Resource MFG? Ooh, who is the textbook client for Resource MFG? Let's see. If we're referring to what would be the ideal DNA of a customer sure. uh, for us, okay. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is somebody that treats people with respect and dignity, and somebody that really values the workers that they have. You know, they are fair in their policies. You know, they they they're with the times. They understand uh, to get out of their own way uh, to make things happen. So uh, I think collaborative, uh, communicative, you know, uh, that, that's the ideal customer, in my opinion. You know, they don't have to be the biggest. They don't have to have, a, you know, hanging a marquee of a name everybody recognizes, but they just have to have a sound operation that listens to the workforce and makes changes and turns dials when they need to. Nice. I like that. Turns dials when they need to. Mm -hmm. um, it is Alex uh, Vasquez, Vice President of Resource MFG. Uh, how does one find Resource MFG, Alex? Well, um, our website is resourcemfg.com. So you're welcome to check us out. Uh, as I said earlier, we operate in 34 states, uh, over 250 locations. So it's pretty easy to find us. Um, you know, if there's a manufacturing concentration, Chances are we're up the road somewhere, you know, uh, but here in Florida alone, we have uh, 12 locations spanning from Miami to Jacksonville, everywhere in between. And, and just here where we're sitting today, we have three locations just outside of Orlando. Uh, so we are here to support Florida, just like small biz. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and anytime uh, they would like to learn more about the survey or the services we provide to manufacturers, we'd be delighted. Okay. Again, Alex, uh, you are always a big supporter of the Florida Makes uh, Summit. We appreciate seeing you again this year. Appreciate your support. Appreciate your time here on Small Biz Florida. Yeah, I appreciate you, Tom. Listen, keep up the great work uh, because uh, we know that, you know, this is uh, one of the key issues for our Florida manufacturers is workforce. Yes, yes. And I'm waiting for another to be the key issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might welcome another problem yeah. if we could solve yeah. this one. There you go. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Uh, I am Tom Kindred. This is Small Biz Florida, and thank you for joining us uh, for this premier manufacturing gathering here in downtown Orlando, the 2023 Florida Makes Make More Manufacturing Summit. Uh, to stay updated on more discussions about small businesses and entrepreneurship and manufacturing in the Sunshine State, subscribe to Small Biz Florida on your favorite podcast platform, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, your support fuels our mission to spotlight the incredible businesses that make Florida shine. Until next time, keep thriving, keep innovating, and keep making your mark on the business world. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred, Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.